this is the Joyful Mama Show. We want to help you take actionable steps toward dreams that have more impact, family life that has more peace, and motherhood that has more joy. We think that it's time for moms to rise up in entrepreneurship and change the world. But let's face it, it's hard to sort through all of the ways we get stuck in our own heads and all of the things we feel like we're supposed to be doing. How can we change the world when we're overwhelmed with trying not to feel overwhelmed about homeschooling or power struggles with our kids or taking care of our own hearts, our bodies, and our minds? We want to give you the tools to find rest, joy, and healing while also taking your business and your dreams to the next level. You know you were made for more than hustle. You can feel that you were made for more than the lies that hold you back. And we believe that you were made for amazing things that impact the kingdom of God and the people that God has given you to impact for Him. You were made to be a joyful mama, to have a heart that is thriving, not striving. And we want to help you step into the fullness of all you were created to become. Hey, everybody. Today, we're really excited. I I say that every time, but it's always true. We are really excited to talk to you guys. We want to talk today about comparison. Today's discussion is kind of like, if you do this, it will be really not fun. If you get into the place of comparison and pressure and looking to the right and left, instead of keeping your eyes on your assignment, um, your goals, what you know the Lord has asked of you, everything else kind of starts to crumble and it's not fun at all. So we want you to have fun. And that means that you're driven from a place internally. You're not looking at like standards of what you think you should be living up to according to anything else besides what the Lord has asked of you. And so, you know, we've talked about creating a vision, having the long game, looking, you know, homeschooling now from with the end in mind, focusing on things like character. We're focusing on discipleship. We're focusing on who our children will be as adults, not just what they'll know from an academic standpoint. And so still there's this trap around every turn with homeschool moms to start to look at where other kids are, where other moms are, what other moms do, and it will rob your joy. Um, It will take all the fun out of it. And it will, the pressure that you put on yourself, inevitably, um, even if you don't mean to, will be transferred to your kids. And I know because I've done it. (laughs) So we want to talk today and just really, um, you know, have a, an open conversation about how to live in peace, um, how to be driven by, you know, what's on the inside, what the Lord has called you to do and to not let anything on the outside guide you or motivate you. And, um, Sarah, what um, we were just talking about, we're, we're both in this wisdom challenge. Um, and one of our mentors did a talk with Bill Johnson earlier this week, I think it was this week or last week. Okay. You got it. Um, and he said something, we were trying to think of the exact quote, but I think she found it when you're operating outside of your assignment, you don't have the grace to do what you're trying to do. And so sometimes we, we as homeschool moms, we try to do someone else's assignment because it looks like a good idea or it looks like they're having fun doing it. So we think, Oh, I should do it too. And then it's not fun for us, but we convince ourselves that because it's good and godly, it's for us too. 
and then there's no grace. So can you talk about that, Sarah, and what the actual quote is? Because I know I botched it up a little bit. Um, I was trying to remember it the other day, too, and I was telling someone and I said something like, if you're trying to work someone else's field rather than your own, like there's not grace for it. The quote was pretty much, if you don't go to the battle you were made for, you will end up in the one you have no grace for. So, you know, how often we do that, we're, we're in someone else's battle, someone else's assignment, someone else's field, <laughs> trying mm-hmm. to work it. And we have, we don't have grace for it. And so the quicker you can recognize, I mean, this is like a practice. This is like something you, you get better at as recognizing like, uh, Hey, hold on. Like I'm actually doing that again. Like I'm trying to do someone else's thing instead of what God has asked me to do. And that's why this feels so hard and there's no grace for it. Not to say that like Mm -hmm. every day will be just like this, you know, skipping through the flowers, (laughs) you know, type of fairy tale day, but um, you'll begin to recognize when you're operating outside of what God has actually asked you to do. Mm -hmm. That's so good. We also were talking about, um, remember how we talked about like, sometimes the reason we start homeschooling isn't the reason we should continue. And if we put that initial why as the eternal motivator, it can be a little another slippery slope. So do you want to speak into that a little bit? Because the way you were talking about it, yeah. I thought it was really, really good. Yeah. Especially if you guys are some of the ones that have, you know, maybe recently pulled your kids out of school. Maybe you started homeschooling because you're escaping a threat to your family or, you know, what you feel is a threat. And so we can kind of start from like a very, like, I'm in a battle, you know, like type of why? And I'm not saying that's bad because the Lord will use the things in our life to get us to the place where he wants us. And so I just want to caution if that is you and you started from a place of like, very like, you know, I'm being threatened. My family's being threatened. It's very aggressive. Um, to let your why morph into and go from kind of like, I'm escaping threat to, Now I get to like create freedom on my own terms Mm -hmm. and the Lord has gifted me with this space and time to, while I'm here on earth with my children, create something beautiful. And so you can kind of go from that, like, you know, from just a very different headspace of how you approach what you're doing. And if you can, you know, if you just always were to stay in that initial headspace of like, you know, I'm in a battle, I'm in a fight, you know? Yeah it gives you, it makes you almost feel like, and I got to prove something (laughs) to tell everyone and show the system and the government or, you know, whatever, why I'm so (laughs) right. And why my way is, you know, this is the better way and all that. And so, and I'm not saying we don't have battles we're we're fighting. I'm just saying, evaluate your mental space because that can get exhausting really fast. And you Mm -hmm. can actually like, there is a, a way to like, even go even higher in your perspective and in your, what you're create. Now you're like free to create. As you're talking, it makes me think about the difference between living from a place of defense versus offense. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so when you're making a decision to escape a threat or to avoid, you know, something, although that sometimes is like wisdom, like, Hey, I don't want to have this thing that is invading my space or invading my freedom or going against what I believe is right or true, whatever. If it's a justice thing, sometimes that is like 
the thing. Like it's wise to let an external threat propel you or prompt you to move in another direction. But we always want to be, you know, it's a kingdom principle that we're not on the defense. We're Mm -hmm. living from a place of we're on the offense, like we're seated with Christ and we are to be seeing things from a heavenly perspective. So coming up, you know, with him and looking like from like the bird's eye or the view that he would have, like seeing the bigger picture. Sometimes it's, it's like I said, wisdom to move away from the threat, but then it's like, okay, and now what do we do with it? Now, how do we move forward? We, we did what we had to do. We responded, we obeyed, whatever. And maybe it was, I mean, there's a million different things. It doesn't even have to be like the recent. Sometimes the motivator can be even the motivation to homeschool because you just want to be with your kids can sometimes be this like fear-based control thing. Like, I don't want anyone else to have, you know, time. I want all the time. And it's like a codependency weird thing. Not always, but it can be. And so whatever it was that made you say yes, whatever was the why for why you started, we always want to make sure we're just kind of taking the pulse and knowing where our heart is as to why we continue and it being from a really healthy place of this is my assignment. This is what God's asked me to do and making sure we're getting um, the, enough time with him that we're at least hearing the marching orders, right? Um, this is what you want me to do today. And it doesn't have to be, you know, we, we've probably all had seasons in the past where we get to have hours in prayer and tons of time just in our Bibles and and we should you know, when, when possible, still carve out those extended periods of time for most of us, that's not as practical to get on a regular basis when you're, you know, a mom with lots of kids at home, but just having that constant communication open where you're just interacting with the Lord, um, just kind of as natural as breathing. It's just, you're in this friendship with him all day long and you're being guided by the Holy spirit. And that's kind of the litmus test. So, um, Mm -hmm. I hope that made sense. And it makes me think too, like back to our, if you guys were part of the, you have what it takes three day challenge. We kind of opened up the challenge by talking about vision and like imagining where you see yourself at the end of your time. And I had um, a mentor recently talk about how when he was getting mentored, it was a business mentorship and he paid, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to have this guy tell him this. And he was like, the mentor was telling the guy, I want you to like imagine yourself in the future. And I want you to imagine what you like successful you would tell you right now of how he got there. And I loved the concept of like looking into the future and like successful homeschooling mom, Sarah, with her two now grown children, like, what would I tell myself? Like, what wisdom would I give myself of how I got to that place that is where I desire to be. And even just kind mm-hmm. of like, how did the Lord guide me there? Like, what was, yeah. what was the one? And then, I don't know, it's just like an interesting place to kind of just like, oh, God can even speak wisdom to me through like thinking, like imag- my imagination, you know, like yeah. just thinking outside of, of where you are right now in this moment, because it's so easy to just be like in the moment and you can't think outside of it. You can't imagine a different future or like a different tomorrow or a different next month of feeling different internally or feeling different mentally or emotionally. But the reality is you will, like if you keep Mm -hmm. growing and you stay on the path of saying, yes, Lord, you will move beyond where you are today. So even kind of taking that perspective is just, 
I think it's really challenging and interesting to think about it like that. I love that. Um, it's funny. I, one of the things that I did same mentor, um, challenged us a few years ago to, um, do like a Facebook live and he wrote the letter and it was kind of like, you can use the one he wrote or you can write your own, but it was a letter from your future self to the current you. And so I read the letter, like I was the future me talking to the current me. And it was that same, almost exact concept of look at where we are. I can't believe how amazing our life is. And it's like you talking to you, like in third person, it's like the weirdest thing, but also super cool. And I was just telling Sarah earlier, you know, as you're setting goals, as you're making plans, as you're creating the life that you want, um, I think a lot of times we feel like this, again, this external pressure that it all has to be like for Jesus or for my kids or for my spouse or for, you know, the greater good of changing the planet and leaving a legacy. But sometimes the thing, like when I start thinking about me and future me and interacting with her, like it sometimes is the most um, moving thing for me to think about how important it is to keep my word to myself, how important it is for me to keep my promises and to keep running after my goals, even after a hard day and to stay on course and to stay the path, because I want to be a person I can trust. I want to build a track record where if I tell myself I'm going to do something, even if no one else knows, I want to keep my word to me because I value me as a person. And so I think it's really fun, Sarah, to, to think about the future me giving the me now advice and wisdom after the years of experience. And I think you know, I just think that that's, that's wisdom. I don't know exactly how it works, but it's almost like, I don't know. I don't want to get too super. Well, okay. Let me put it this way. (laughs) My husband talks a lot about, um, the heavenly man, right? Like in Ephesians, like you're seated with Christ in heavenly places, right? So if you're seated with Christ in heavenly places, it's the heavenly you. And so he talks about like, you live in like two realities of like being perfected and not yet. And so it's almost like you're going to that place of like the, the you that has become more like the heavenly man. Right. And you yes. like, and to even like, as you're talking, I'm like, gosh, we just so compartmentalize what it means for God to be glorified through our lives because it's like, oh, well, it has to be just for Jesus. But like to not believe that me becoming more of who the heavenly man is, is not glorifying to God is just such a compartmentalized way of viewing how we give God glory because Mm -hmm. the scripture says like all creation is groaning and crying out for the sons of God to be revealed. Like they are wait, like creation is literally waiting for us Mm -hmm. to understand our identity and who we are. So as we like, even, you know, thinking about yourself sounds so selfish and like, I'm going to do this because I want to grow in like my own personal integrity and the integrity I have within myself. Like it sounds so like woo woo and, you know, but no, really, it's about like becoming the person that exists in his eyes and mm-hmm. already exists, but not yet. <laughs> yeah. And it's like outside of time. So what I was going to say that I was like, this might sound so weird. Um, but when you're seated in heavenly places, ha- there's no time yeah. in, in heaven. And so the future you and the current you are like mm-hmm. just coexisting. And so it's weird, but it's not weird to, to tap into 
even like this inner knowing, like, I think that we suppress it. I think that there's, there's greatness in all of us that, that scares us that it's like, who am I to become that? How dare I even think that I'm capable of this much impact or this much influence or whatever it is that we're called to, or can I really do this thing that I think God's called me to do, but why, why would I be able to do that when, you know, and it's like, I think that if we would just let ourselves be okay with being amazing (laughs) and allow ourselves to even think like, man, there's a future version of me that is, this is going to sound like, you know, the saints are like cheering us on, maybe like our future selves are cheering us on too. Like if we're outside of time into like step into the fullness for, for certain Jesus is cheering us on for certain. He knows all the things we can become. And that's like enough to focus on. It's enough for me to be true to, to him enough for me to be true to, you know, me and knowing who I want to be for the sake of not wasting my life. Who cares what she's doing or you're doing, or I'm not that I don't care, but um, it's such a trap and there's more than enough joy and motivation found in just staying in our own lane. And yeah, so release the pressure to be anyone but you or run any race besides your own. Let your kids do the same, you know, let them run in their lane, let them run their race. I've um, a couple times made the mistake of comparing and it wasn't even intentional. It might've just been in like the slightest little comparison with another kid. And oh my goodness, it's like that pricks <laughs> hearts. Um, and um, definitely had to work through like forgiveness and me being sorry, like I never intended to, but that those things um, that we put on ourselves and then that we put on our kids, they're just not just not the way of the kingdom and definitely not the way to have fun and have joy in your journey. So, yeah, you guys, one of my favorite books ever, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. I love the way he talks about there's all these things we do to to use God to run from God. And one of the things we do is we do things he hasn't actually asked us to do. And when we do things he hasn't actually asked us to do, we're actually, I mean, we're saying no to something he has asked us to do. Mm -hmm. And we're prioritizing what someone else has told us instead of what God has told us. And when you think about like, when you do that, when you pick up something that is not yours to carry, you're actually using him because you're like, this is a godly thing. This seems spiritual. Like you're actually Mm -hmm. using him to run from him. Isn't that crazy? Like, I remember when I read that, I was like, oh my gosh, like, forgive me, Lord, for the times I have done that. I actually used you like an excuse to run away from you and to run away what you had from what you had for me. So it's just so busyness. Yeah. Busyness is a trap and saying yes to like all the good things. I remember, um, I mean, I've done that a lot. Like I'll be asked to do something or participate in something. And I'm like, Oh, what an honor to have been asked or an honor to have been invited. That's such a, a unique and great. I remember I was doing some blogging, like very part-time and someone on the worship team at our church asked if I wanted, because I was a writer, if I wanted to be on the songwriting team for the, with the worship team. And I am not like, I sing, but not well. And I play the the piano, but not very well and have no business on stage leading worship have never done it. So for me to be invited to be on like the songwriting team was like, 
the most random thing, but only like a certain number of people were asked. And I was like, oh my goodness, what an honor. I would love to write songs for Jesus. I've never done that. I've never felt called to that, but sure. I'm sure I can step. (laughs) And there was zero grace on it. I remember they invited us to go to like some kind of like a hill song or something conference writing workshop. And I ended up at the last, not at the last, last minute, but before we went, I'm like, I know I said yes to this and I'm so honored, but I've been trying to like, just in my head, write songs just to prepare for this workshop and it ain't coming. <laughs> I don't think I have a, the grace. So I backed out and it was fine, but oh my goodness. I don't know if you guys have ever done that, but I've tried a, a lot of times to operate in something I have no grace for. And yeah, it's a lot of pressure and it's not fun. So I mean, I recently, as in the last night, texted someone to back out of something <laughs> I had said yes to, and during a counseling appointment last this or this week, my counselor was like, so you don't really seem excited when you're talking about this thing. I'm like, I'm not, I'm like angry. Every time I think about it, I'm frustrated. Like I'm totally not having fun with it. She's like, but when you talk about your other stuff, you're a part of, you're like excited and your face is lit up. And I'm like, yeah, you're totally right. And so we even figured out a way that I could still like support a friend in the way that, you know, it was good for our friendship, but, and by doing this one small part, but like, I wouldn't be involved in everything. Like I would back out of the things that there was no grace for. And so mm. you guys, I st- like, we, <laughs> this, this is, this is, con- this is lifelong of like, yeah. you know, when people honor you, especially with like, Oh, would you be a part of this? Would you do this? Or we'll pay you or like, whatever. Like it takes a lot of, um, self-awareness to get to the place where you're like, actually, and sometimes you have to experience the pain of it yeah. being totally many times <laughs> being absolutely miserable. It. Like I said, yes. And I shouldn't have. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so all right. Funny. I want to see in the comments, if any of you can relate to us <laughs> <laughs> saying yes to things you shouldn't in homeschool or just in life right now. Maybe God's oh, bringing something to your mind. I would do that, like work in the church nursery. I was talking to a friend the other day and she's like, I was homeschooling kids. I was up to, she has six kids. And I just told them, like, they're always looking for volunteers for the nursery. And I was just like, I cannot, <laughs> like, there is no grace. You don't want me with your kids. Like, this is like my couple hours for a break. And I was cracking up, but I related so much. Like, yeah, like be empowered in your no, like if you have no grace to do a thing, just because there's a need doesn't mean, you know, just because you can fill it doesn't mean you're supposed to fill it. And sometimes having the courage to say no and facing the fear of disappointment, like of disappointing someone else is like a huge, you know, leadership lesson, like being able to say yes Mm -hmm. to you, yes to what the Lord's called you to do and no to someone else who might be offended or hurt or angry. Like those are big girl decisions and it's not easy, but, but we can do it. Yeah. So, so this has turned into life, life mentorship. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, We're just life coaching you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's hard to not, well, it it does. I mean, homeschooling, what we talk about here kind of transcends into all the areas. Mm -hmm. So anyway, well, we hope you guys have an amazing weekend. We love you guys. To get our free heart-centered homeschooling ebook or to book a breakthrough call about homeschooling or business with Sarah, visit the links in the description of this podcast. Also, we always want to hear your questions or ideas for new podcasts 
So do please slide into our DMs on Instagram or post in our Facebook group. We would love to hear from you.